to work on a project for work. And at the end of the week, when she went to the airport to fly back, she found that she had a two-hour delay. So she went to one of those little stores in the airport, and she bought a package of cookies and a book, and she went to the VIP lounge to read in peace. She sat down in a chair, and soon thereafter, a man came and sat in the chair beside her with a magazine, and he opened up his magazine and began to read. And then after a little while, she reached out to the table between them and took a cookie and ate it. And soon after that, he reached over and he took a cookie and ate it. <laughs> and she thought, this man is eating my food. Um, but it's just one cookie, she thought. I'm not going to make a federal case out of it. So she just ignored it and kept reading. But then the pattern kept repeating itself. She would take a cookie, he would take a cookie, she would take a cookie, he would take a cookie. Finally, there was only one cookie left in the bag, and the man reached over and took it and broke it in half and offered her a piece. <laughs> and at that point, she just waved him off, said, no, no, thank you, picked up her thing. She had to go to her gate, and as she walked there, she thought, people are so weird. Then she got on the plane, put her purse underneath the seat in front of her, reached in to get her glasses, and found her package of cookies unopened. The whole time, she thought she was sharing her cookies with a stranger, but really, he was sharing his cookies with her. Now, I don't think a good story requires much explanation, but... I'll tell you what this story means to me. There are times in my life when I think I'm doing something for others, but actually they're doing something for me. There are times I think that I'm giving something to others, but actually I'm on the receiving end. Three years is a short time and a long time all at the same time. To me and, and my husband, Tripp, it feels like a very short time ago that we showed up here on a hot Sunday morning in July and met so many of you for the very first time. We remember that there was a reception that day in the Christian Life Center, and we'll never forget how so many of you waited up to almost two hours in the receiving line just for the chance to shake our hands and welcome us to the church and to San Antonio. We will never forget your warmth and your kindness and your Christian hospitality. You see, friends, you have done so much for us. And I want to thank you because a lot has happened since then. A lot has happened since then, this thing called COVID, right? Other things have happened in these three years, but you've given me the gift of coming here week after week after week to this place or watching online week after week after week and listening to the sermon and taking what you could from it. And then you've sought to apply that in your life, in the places that you live. And I know that some of those places are hard places. But I know that 
the church makes a difference in your life, that Christ makes a difference in your life, and all of this makes a difference in the world. And you and I have been in all of this together. It's not just that I've given you something, you know, three years, or things that I've done or said. You have made a tremendous difference in my life of faith. You have changed the way I walk as a disciple of Jesus Christ. My friends, the cookies were never mine in the first place. We were always just sharing them together. Our text this morning comes from 2 Corinthians, which scholars tell us is Paul's most personal letter. He loved the Corinthian church, and he wanted to write them a letter to encourage them to stay strong and to stay faithful even in times of trial. So he says to them in this text again and again, do not lose heart. Don't lose heart. Christ is with you. Christ is working through you. Do not lose heart. It is a powerful letter and a very emotional one, but but all letters and all ministries must come to an end, and they need closure, a blessing, a benediction. And that's what our text is this morning, friends. It's a benediction from Paul to this beloved church. Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Put things in order, listen to my appeal, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss, all the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Peace, love, grace, communion. That is what Paul wishes for this most beloved church. And that is what I wish for you. And you may have heard that in the benediction I've offered for you. Each Sunday while I've been here as we've completed worship together, some of you have asked me where that benediction came from, and I have to tell you that uh, it's got to be the Holy Spirit because Several years ago, one Sunday, it just came out of my mouth. (laughs) Go now in peace. May the love of God surround you. The grace of Jesus Christ redeem you. The fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit sustain you. This day and always. I start by wishing you peace. And I do wish peace for you. Peace is a hallmark of God's kingdom where the lion and the lamb lie down together. It's not the absence of conflict. It is not. In human society, there's just going to be conflict, but God's peace transcends that conflict because it resides in our hearts. And love, I wish love for you, that God's love will surround you always because God is love. Love is God's name. That's who God is. In your lives, 
you may find that people tell you that love is easy and judgment is hard, but it's the other way around. You may struggle in your life to love people who don't, do not love you, but remember that God does that every single day. And throughout the course of our lives, we are called to love more and more the way that God and Jesus Christ loves. And then there's grace. Grace is the United Methodist watchword. It is the rock upon which we stand. It's what we stake our lives on. Grace, you see, is the undeserved and unearned love and forgiveness of God. It's the most powerful force in the universe. It's the thing that redeems us and gives us a new start every day. It's the thing that gives us hope. And my friends, my prayer for you always is that you will be filled with grace so much so that it overflows from you into the lives of the people around you. Because there is nothing greater than grace received and grace shared. And then I, I always close by wishing you the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit is made manifest in the church, Christ's body, the community of faith. There will be times that you'll be tempted to take your package of cookies and go off by yourself and call that a spiritual life, but it is not. It is only a spiritual life if you share the cookies with others. John Wesley, the father of Methodism, said, there is no religion but social religion. In community, we are challenged and our faith is honed. We rub shoulders with those with whom we do not agree on everything. But remember, friends, that Jesus shared the table with Judas. Surely we can live in community with one another. There is such great benefit in that communion. Accountability, yes, but also great strength. Companions for the journey. We all need that in this life. So, peace, love, grace, communion. That is what the Apostle Paul wished for that most beloved church. And these are the things that I wish for you, for you are a most beloved church to me and always will be. So then, my friends, farewell. Put things in order, listen to my appeal, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Amen.